Look around, what do you see? Cars, lots of them. And guess what? They're probably on Auto Trader. Whether you're into timeless classics or the latest trends, did somebody say solar-powered, eco-friendly, vegan, leather-wrapped, aromatherapy-scented, disco ball-equipped, self-driving car? If you see it on the road, you can likely find it on Auto Trader. Big cars, small cars, blue cars, new cars, used cars, electric cars, and one day, maybe even flying cars. With millions of options to choose from, buying a car becomes a whole lot easier. See it. Find it. Auto Trader. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Chuck Bryant here of Stuff You Should Know, and welcome to the weekend. It's Saturday, and you know what that means. It's time for another Stuff You Should Know Select episode, where Josh and I pick our favorites from the past 1,000-plus episodes and repost them in hopes that you might discover something old. Here we go. (laughs) Something old? Is that a good way to sell something? That's why we call them classics and selects. July 29th, 2010 was a very special day because that is the day we released the episode How Traffic Works. Yes, traffic. Not drug trafficking, but traffic. Car traffic. We all hate it, but you know what? Maybe you should understand it a little better. Really interesting, and I believe Josh even coined his own term, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for this one. A break bubble? Dare I say? Does my memory serve me? Well, find out by listening right now to How Traffic Works. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me is Charles Precious Bryant. How you doing, Precious? This is the podcast based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Yep. That is absolutely right. Word for word, right? Jerry just got mad because you did a, a, a spoiler Yeah, for Precious. <laughs> I'm known for spoilers, aren't I? Yeah. At least two. It was phoned home. No, there was, a, there was um, Six Feet Under and there was another one I spoiled too, wasn't there? Yeah, there was one you spoiled that was a really old movie. And I was like, come on, that movie's like 15 years old. Yeah. There's a statute of limitations. What was it, Buckaroo Banzai? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, me too. Chuck... Yes. Have you ever been in traffic? <laughs> That's the best I got. How do you set this up? Chuck, do you like Steve Winwood? Yeah, you know, I was going to make a traffic, the band comment. Have you ever seen the low spark of High Heel Boys? Yeah. Yeah, that's it? Traffic. I'm, seriously, I'm like trying to... You know he was like 16 or 15 when he first joined traffic? Is that right? Steve Winwood, yeah. So that guy's a, he's a Lothario. Yeah. And by that I mean a prodigy. Yeah. Yeah, traffic. I've been in traffic, buddy. You? Yes, I have actually been in traffic. Um, happens a lot because I don't ride Marta. You ride our fine, fine, crippled public transit <laughs> yeah. system here in, in Atlanta, don't I'm you? I'm never in traffic anymore. It's it's really been a huge difference in my life. Yeah. Well, I don't ride Marta because um, I, I, I usually I tend to avoid the smell of urine. And um, reading while moving makes me sick. So I'm, yeah. you know, plus I, I, I value, 
I used to value being able to smoke. Yeah, dude. I was just about to say, that's why I used to drive. Yeah, and now I'm just like, I just do it out of habit. But I get caught in traffic a lot, and it stinks. I don't see you on a uh, public transport. You're just not, you're not that kind of social. No. That's the other thing, too. It's like, oh, hey, we work together. Let's talk the whole time. No, I, don't, I wear my sunglasses. It can be dark yeah. and raining, and I've told everyone here that if I have my shades on, that means the office is closed. Nice. <laughs> the store is shut down. That's very nice. The Plus, Chuck store is. You look super cool. Yeah. All right, so I'm a jerk that doesn't talk to coworkers. Now, moving too, on. buddy. <laughs> it's okay. Chuck, do you remember when we recorded Quicksand? Yes. Do you remember how we said that there's like a finite amount of stuff out there about quicksand because there's a finite amount to know. Yeah. There's a a finite amount to know about traffic, but there's tons of information out there. Yeah, lots of little side things to know for sure. Yeah, because ultimately traffic happens in two ways. Mm -hmm. One is there is simply congestion. There's just too many cars on the road to carry carry the flow of traffic quickly. Right. Right? Right. The other way is there is some uh, unpredictable uh, event. Yeah. Somebody's pulled over. Somebody's uh, broken down. There's a wreck. Weather. There's a, maybe an event but sure. that, that falls under congestion. Police have uh, pulled over a, traf- a uh, speeder. People right. always slow down for that. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Those are pretty much the two broad categories that traffic can be created, right? Yeah. Um, and what happens in each of those events is somebody up front – Puts on their brakes, and that that one press of the brakes travels backward all the way through, right? When you have a bunch of different cars in uh-huh. different lanes doing that at the same time, you have traffic. You know what that's called? A traffic wave. Yes. <laughs> that's true. It's a domino effect. It's very easy. It is. And I came up with my own idea of, of describing this. You ready? No, oh boy. Okay. So what I came up with is called a traffic bubble. Okay. By Josh Clark. Uh-huh. So the traffic bubble happens when somebody is driving along and presses their brakes for whatever reason. Okay. And just imagine that when they press that brake, this big bubble grows over the car. Okay. And it starts very slowly traveling backward. Uh-huh. And each car behind that car that's, that created the traffic bubble isn't allowed to accelerate again until the traffic bubble is passed through them. Right. But then the further back the traffic bubble goes, the more it dissipates uh-huh. until eventually the, the people far enough back don't have to go through the traffic bubble and they're not affected by it. And does the bubble pass through the front cars to where they can then again accelerate? Is that how you see it? Is it a moving bubble? Yeah, the, over the, the bubble travels backwards over the traffic. And then once it passes over you, you're allowed to accelerate okay. again. I believe you've just coined a term, my friend. Traffic bubble. Like that jerk scientist. Or no, breaking bubble. That's what I called it. Oh, okay. Breaking bubble? Yeah, like uh, a piping effect. Yes. I hate that guy. <laughs> and he hates you. I don't care. So, uh, traffic, Josh, you want, we might as well throw in a few stats here. Yeah, this one's stat heavy. It is. Uh, uh, this, this article by our yeah. colleague, Jonathan Strickland. At Tech Stuff? Yeah, the baldest podcaster on staff here. <laughs> Uh, what's a good stat here? The estimated traffic cost, if you want to talk about cost of traffic, in about five years ago, they estimated about $78 billion, and that's only fuel and wasted time. They don't take into account, like, uh, pollution, environmental damage, health costs due to pollution. I mean, it would really add up if you got to, you know, include those things. Yeah, and um, with extra gas that was bought in 2007, right? 
Isn't that the year that study yeah. was conducted or covered? Um, it, we in the U.S. bought 2.9 billion billion extra gallons of oil because of traffic, and the annual cost for each individual motorist in America yeah. was like 710 bucks. Just sitting there, just from traffic, not from. You know, Commuting. the gas that you need yeah. to actually get from point A to point B, but the mm-hmm. extra gas used from idling. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, I believe L.A. tops it out, obviously, at about two weeks a year you potentially spend sitting in your car in traffic. Yeah, L.A. has um, – there's this group called the Texas Transportation Institute, and I think they're out of A&M maybe? Yeah, Texas A&M. UTEP? No, it's A&M. Okay. They're awesome. They, they, they are like the leaders in studying and understanding and trying to mitigate traffic, yeah. right? Um, and they came up with this thing called the travel time index, right? Yeah. So basically you take the amount of time it takes and it's specific to each city and it's for each city. It's not compared from city to city. Right. It's compared to a certain time in one city to another time in the same city. Yeah. So in an off peak time, say you can travel the speed limit, it takes you one hour to get from point A to point B. Right. In Los Angeles, it would take uh, 1.92 hours. Yeah. Doubles uh, your time, basically. During, yeah, during rush hour. Mm-hmm. So it takes twice as long to get from point A to point B during rush hours compared to off-peak. Oh, yeah. That's the travel time index. Yeah, and I, you know, you have to do this anywhere you live where there's heavy traffic, but when I lived in L.A., I used to have to always think, all right, well, this would take me 45 minutes normally, so... And when you work in the movie business, you you can't be late. That's just not one of the things you do. Yeah, I would think so. You've got to be there on time or early. So you're like, well, it's supposed to take me 45 minutes, so I'm going to give myself like two hours. Mm-hmm. I gave myself more than double to get anywhere I needed to go. That's that's very smart. And it's awful is what it is. Yeah, L.A.'s kind of bad, but Chuck, we have it pretty bad too. Yeah, Atlanta's really bad. We're among like uh, probably I, I think the top three or four. I heard a year or so ago that, Atlanta had toppled L.A., but I never saw any citation for Well, this. all those, it depends on how they are rating it. Some They rate them differently, mm-hmm. like the amount of time you spend in your car commuting or the amount of time you sit idling. So it kind of depends. But Atlanta's way up there. Boston, Seattle, San Francisco. Yeah. Actually, uh, I think DC. Boston's absent from that. Oh, really? I think that they have uh, made some uh, moves that oh, have yeah. kind of mitigated traffic and gotten them off some of the I know the big dig the was messing up. everything up. The Big Dig was just killing people. Yeah, and D.C. is awful. Have you ever driven around there? Uh, no, I haven't. Yumi was talking about how, especially during the summer, during the travel or the tourist season, yeah. it's just mind-numbing. It is. Yeah. I mean, way out into the suburbs in Virginia and Maryland mm-hmm. sitting there. Yeah. You know what they did in L.A. that I saw one time that I'd never seen was um, I was going down the highway one day, and I noticed everyone was slowing down, and I looked up ahead on the expressway, and there were two... California Highway Patrol cars doing huge slow S's back and forth on the six lanes of expressway. Not letting, like keeping everyone back, like a NAS, like a... Like, like a, a pace car? Yeah, like a pace car, but, you know, they weren't driving straight. They were driving these big S's, like, don't go by me. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before in my life. What would have made it even funnier is if they'd been driving those S's with their <laughs> hands out the window and their guns just shooting into the air <laughs> yeah, while they were doing exactly. it. That would really say, don't drive past me, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that was, they do that. It's a, I don't know what they call it, but that's to slow everyone down. It's called being a <laughs> Yes. 
And on that note, my friend Derek has a joke about Atlanta traffic, and he's right because Atlanta, before there's traffic, everyone's driving really, really what fast. Yeah, that's one of the great characteristics about Atlanta, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It, you go as fast as you can. Uh-huh. I mean, the the average um, flow of traffic, I would say, is about 70 miles an hour around here. And that's with like a lot of people all around you. Yeah, everybody's bumper to bumper going at least 70. And yeah. the cops don't pull you over no. unless you're going over 70. Yeah. And even then, like it's usually like you're going 80 or 90 right. when you get pulled over because everybody else is going 70. Right. And that's my buddy Derek's joke is in Atlanta... And it's really true. It's not a joke. Everyone drives as fast as they can every day until somebody, and then someone wrecks. Right. And then traffic backs up. Right, exactly. Every single day. That's Atlanta traffic. Stuff you should hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Are we done? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just sit here and do traffic stories. Yeah, just talk about what, what angers us. So, Chuck, there's a lot of smart people who study traffic because, like you said, there's, um, what was it, uh, how much money? In 2005, 78 billion just from fuel and wasted time. Yeah. Because think about it, a person's time is money. Oh, yeah. Right? And if you're sitting in traffic, unless you're one of those jerks like me who has an iPhone that emails while he's driving, <laughs> right. then you're wasting money, right? Right. Um, and actually, there is this, uh, there's a group called um, Commute Solutions. They're out of Santa Cruz. And they calculated the actual cost per mile of driving, not just traffic, but driving. Right. To each person is 1.19. $1.19 per mile. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that includes everything. I don't know how they came up with that number, but check it out. Well, if we're talking about highways and stats, we might as well talk about uh, the same Texas group did a study, and um, they found that traffic over the past 25 years has increased 131%, and by 2015, they predict it will go up another 40%. And here's what's remarkable. 1.2% 
only 1.2% of all our roads are highways, yet they shoulder half the traffic, half the car travel. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. And uh, you don't usually think about, when you think about traffic, I usually think about the highway myself, although I rarely get on the highway anymore. It's all surface streets that I take to and from work. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you go, Druid Hills? No. Piedmont. Oh, okay. I go basically up Piedmont right. Road. Um, but it, it's it's traffic every day, but I don't think of it as traffic. When I think of traffic, I think of 75 at rush hour. Right. And just like tra- uh, uh, exit ramps backed up. The, 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 the thing is, is our surface streets are also intended to handle overflow of highway traffic, right? Yeah. Not just people who are backed up from the exit ramp back onto the street, but I mean people who are making a conscious decision, like me, yeah. to find a different way that doesn't have anything to do with the highway. Sure. Right? And they found that if you want to widen uh, a highway, I think we talked about this in like the urban planning yeah. one, uh-huh. um, that when you, when you widen a highway, um, there's something called a latent demand. It's yeah. A, it's a theory that... If you widen the highway, people like me are going to be like, oh, well, now there's 11 lanes instead of five, so I'll just hop on the highway. Right. And so the demand increases in step with the widening of the lanes, so it actually doesn't mitigate anything by adding more lanes to a highway. Right. I think they said the only way that'll work is if they outpace demand with lanes, and that just doesn't happen. There's too no, many it's cars. Too, too expensive. Many but it, it that kind of makes sense to throw that money then instead into upfront costs for a light rail system. Yeah. You know? You hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I'm still holding out for personal rapid transit. Oh right. That was a Paulette and me yeah. podcast. But it was interesting. It's a good one. Yeah, thanks. Uh ramp metering, if if you're talking about solutions, that's another one. And they had these in LA and they have them here in Atlanta now. It's where when you go to get on the highway now they have uh stoplights. That just allow like one car through every few seconds. Mm-hmm. So you know when you get on at Freedom Parkway, mm-hmm. I used to fly around that curve. Yeah, it was a fun curve and jump into traffic. Yeah, and squeeze in however I could. Yeah, and um, that's you know I was one of those jerks causing traffic. Well, I think anybody entering is the because again with traffic, especially with just straight up congestion, there's just too many cars in one place, especially. When you have a, fl- a line of traffic and then more right. people directly adding to that lane. Yeah. Right? But ramp metering really, really works. They, they did a study in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They have 430 ramp meters. And in uh, 2000, they shut them all down for seven weeks. And during that time, traffic accidents <laughs> increased 26%. I know. And then afterward, they reinst- re- reinstituted it and they saw the capacity increase by 14%. Right. And they walked away from that project going... <laughs> Like with their hands in their pockets. You're like, oh. Yeah, like we should probably not tell anybody about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I was trying to do a Minnesota accent. But that was pretty good. I couldn't do it. All I said was, oh. I know. It wasn't bad, though. That's how they say it. Uh, HOV lanes is another thing that they've done uh-huh. pretty much countrywide. Yeah. Carpool lanes, those help. Yeah. I always forget when I have another person in the car, though. Uh, yeah. I'll get like halfway where I'm going and say, oh, man, let's get in the carpool lane. Yeah. I have to say, though, the HOV lane, to me, mm-hmm. it's it's... An extension of the fast lane. So you got the fast lane, and then yeah. you have the HOV lane. And I hate it when it's the the fast lane is just the fast lane. And the HOV lane is like I drive as slow as I want, but I have you know four people in my yeah, car. Agreed. It, it makes it difficult. It's it's kind of like the HOV lane to me is you have two or more people, and you're willing to drive yes. ten miles per hour <laughs> faster than anybody else on the highway. Agreed. Right? And since we talked about pet peeves in our last podcast. 
my one of my largest pet peeves is when I'm sitting in traffic and I'll see people speeding by me in the HOV lane by themselves. Nothing bothers me more than people yeah, that, that is, think the rules don't apply to them. I hate that too. I hate those people. Or people who um use the shoulder and just drive along in traffic yeah. as far as they can to get like 50 cars ahead. Yeah, I almost got plowed over in LA one time. I was getting out to get in the regular exit lane mm-hmm. and I almost got creamed by a truck that was on the shoulder. Yeah. And I screamed at him that he almost killed me. And he says, what are you, a cop? <laughs> That's L.A. for you. Not- <laughs> I was like, he literally almost killed me. Yeah. What are you, a cop? <laughs> if sure. you were a cop, you'd be making lazy asses in yeah. front of traffic. Firing my gun into the air. Exactly. Uh, uh, what else, Josh? Uh, there's Adding my, lanes. My, we already talked about that, yeah, right? Yeah, there's that one. Then there's um, probably the most uh, contentious idea, congestion pricing, which is basically taxing people to drive and there's a guy named alistair darling i don't know if he's still the transportation secretary but he's something of a a rock star in the transportation world because he was a huge proponent of this and he said in england in england yeah Yeah. uh he was the british transportation secretary he he basically said you know cars exact a toll on the environment and on the road um just by driving on them, so we should charge people to drive on the roads. What he failed to mention is that we already do. There are things called taxes, and those are meant to pay for the roads, right? right? He's, yeah, just, yeah. He, he's forgetting about you know all the other misused sure. money. Um, but uh, they did actually have one in Great Britain. Do they still, Chuck? No. I don't think they ever instituted it, did they? They had a pilot program from 2003 to seven. in well, uh, it's in not London. anymore, for sure. And uh, it worked like a champ for them, in really? London at least, yeah. Uh, there was a 30% drop in congestion, 20% decrease in, in uh, fossil fuel consumption. Wow. 20% decrease in CO2 emissions. So, like, in London, Singapore, Stockholm. San Francisco. San Francisco. New did York. they institute one? No, San Francisco is studying it. New York, uh, Bloomberg has proposed it, and they've studied it. And I just I pulled this from this week, actually. Lord Adonis is actually, he's the transport secretary. Unless it's a new guy. What his, was your guy? His name is Lord Adonis? Yeah. Lord Adonis, the transport secretary. I just came up with a new hotel pseudonym. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, that's where Josh will be staying in New York under Lord Adonis. Lord Adonis. Uh, he it says it's ruled out the introduction of a national road pricing for the next parliament, but they uncovered that civil servants are still involved with the project and spending money on research, even though they supposedly took it off the table. It was kind of a secret that they were still like tinkering with it. Oh, gotcha! I thought you were like saying this; these people were paying for this research out of their own paychecks. Or no, something. but they've sunk seven point two million pounds that I guess the public didn't know. They thought it was off the table. So they're kind of under some hot water, uh, in some hot water there. They're in some deep quicksand. Yeah, they said Golden Brown and Alistair Darling have been caught red-handed planning a spy-in-the-sky system. <laughs> spy-in-the-sky. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess we should probably explain congestion pricing. Basically, every car on the road, I guess when you would go get your vehicle tag or something, you also get a radio frequency identifier, Right. Right. And as you're driving, some satellite is tracking you or you pass through some sector or something like that. And all of a sudden, you're being you're in a toll area. And much like, say, uh, one of those toll passes. Right. um, You are sent a bill Mm -hmm. or there's like uh, you have to set up like a credit card or a uh, bank account. Attach that to your to your um, tag. And it just draws money from it. 
yeah. based on however much uh, you drive in there. In Singapore, when they first instituted theirs, and actually in 1995, um, they had a flat rate for downtown, which is the most congested. Uh, during p- peak hours, you had to pay three bucks to just drive around downtown. You could drive around all you wanted. Uh, and as they as as they've gotten better at it, they're they're getting a little fancy schmancy with it. You know, like um, well, if you want to drive here, it's a dollar seventy five sure. for twenty minutes, but you can back you know two blocks over, and it's right. just fifty cents, and so on. Well, that's one of the rubs that. Um one of the big things is, is in England, at least, and other places, too, I think they've suggested paying more for peak hour. Right. So be flexible in your work schedule. Right. But then, of course, people that are a friend of the poor say, that's regressive taxation yeah. because white-collar dudes can be all flexible and work from home, but the poor have to get up and go to work during peak hours. Right. So you're, they're basically paying for the road that the rich man drives on less. Exactly. That's exactly right, and that's the big problem. I mean, aside from having to pay to drive yeah, with with a uh, with a, a, a congestion tax. Yeah. Um, what else can you do, Chuck? And also remember, we we're talking. It's this isn't just highways, surface streets too. Everybody, don't get all anxious. We're talking about surface streets as well. <laughs> yes, uh, surface streets. You get a lot of suburban sprawl. You know, like here in Atlanta, you've got like out in Roswell. Twenty years ago, it uh-huh. was it was. Cow desolate cow patties and shrooms, and now it's all uh, you know, young families moving out there who don't want to be around urban types. Yeah, and you have a uh, a lot of a lot more cars. Um, you have again that that one of two ways that you can cause traffic. Right, just put more cars on a road than it than it's, it's yeah. designed to handle. And then out in the boonies like that, they weren't built for you know they were built for farmland. All of a sudden, they got all these suburban people moving out there. Yeah, and there so you go. yeah, traffic lights is something they can do. Yeah, this one disturbed me um, that it, even the so you have a traffic light that is on a timer. Right. Yeah. Which is I hate those things so much. Decatur, especially when they're poorly timed. Decatur is awful. Uh, yes. Yeah. Decatur is awful. There's another one for the Piedmont Park parking deck. Oh, really? And it just It'll does just whatever there. it wants, no matter <laughs> what time of day, and if there's a car there or not, and people are just stopped. Yeah. In either direction, right? And um, that's a timed light. And time lights are awful. They're awful, right? Yes. And you have um, censored lights, which are awesome. Right, because you just come up and the weight of your car triggers it. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, or you have a mixed system that uses time, timing, and sensors, and it changes depending on the kind of day where it is. It's like you can set up a citywide comprehensive traffic light plan. Mm-hmm. Some cities have this. Yeah, even the best mixed citywide comprehensive traffic light plan mm-hmm. reduces congestion by one percent. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, Atlanta's bad about that. At least in my area, there's and Jerry can confirm this. She kind of lives over near me, but there's all these scenarios where you'll you'll stop at a light that's timed to not. That, part of the smart light system is that they're all timed to work together. So, like if you sit here at this corner and you take a right on red, there's not another red light waiting on you. And then that turns green, and then thirty more feet, there's another red light. Nice. They should be timed out to where they're yeah. where green. In L.A., it's like. I mean, that's the one thing I will say. There's a lot of traffic. It's just because the people, they do the best they can. You look down, they have these long, long, long straight streets in Hollywood. And late at night, you'll be sitting like on Hollywood Boulevard at a red light, and you'll see, boink, 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 boink. You'll see like eight lights turn green all in a row. It's like that New Balance commercial. Yeah. With that woman running, and she Uh pushes herself to make all the lights. (laughs) Yeah. Doomed to failure, but still, it was a nice effort. I I would go 
longer in LA just to get off the highway, even if it took me longer, just to feel like I was moving. Yeah. And Chuck, I'm about to spoil it for all of our British, UK, English, Welsh, Irish, Scottish friends. Yes. Who are typing an angry corrective email about Alistair Darling. He is not the transportation secretary. He was the British Secretary of State for Trade and Industry. Lord Adonis is the transport secretary. That is, and me. <laughs> and your hotel name. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes. I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stuff you should know. Uh, We were talking about people um, studying this kind of thing. There's all sorts of really cool quantifications for traffic. My favorite is the passenger car equivalent. Let's hear it. Okay, so you have a, a passenger car is, say, a sedan, an average sedan, a Toyota Camry. Okay. All right? Uh, or, to be fair, a Honda Accord. Right. Okay? Um, that is, like, just an average car that you can fit four people into, and it drives down the road, and it's right. pretty responsive. And, sure. Um, an SUV or a bus yeah. Yeah. or a van is not as responsive because they're larger and because they take up more space, they're slower to accelerate. Yeah. And so they they exact a heavier burden on a highway during uh, congestion. Okay. Right? So what they've come up with are 
passenger car equivalent. So an SUV is 1.4 PCE. Sure. Right? And then a, uh, a city bus is like 4.4 PCE. That means it's like four cars, right? Yeah, it yeah, has okay. the same as far as like accelerating uh-huh. after braking and just the space it's taking up. Right, that's the equivalent of a passenger car. So one good solution to a traffic is everybody driving smaller cars. Yeah, no kidding. And virtual slots, right? Yeah, what's the deal there? Each car has a certain amount of space it takes up, and don't try and fit into a slot that's a bit smaller than your car. What is that? How it works. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much virtual <laughs> slots. Like Tetris? Yeah, if, if you just imagine that there is a, uh, a basically a rectangle around your car. Like your, or a bubble? A, a bubble, but not a brake bubble. <laughs> okay. You want to avoid the brake bubble. Um, but it, it, this is more of a rectangle, and it kind of hugs the sides of your cars, but is longer on the front and back. Right. And if every everybody's car stays in these slots that are on the highway you just mm-hmm. kind of pull into them as you're driving yeah and the slots are going like all the same rate right then as long as there's not too many cars on the road or more more cars than there are slots right there should be no traffic yeah but that never happens because <laughs> all this is pie in the sky stuff well yeah because in, when invariably you're sitting in the lane and you're like oh well that lane's moving now and then you get over in that lane you're like well now that lane's moving and you keep going back and forth where if you stayed where you are if everyone stayed where they were you would all get there quicker. Or if everybody just stayed at home. Yeah. Yes. Good point. Yeah. Quit your jobs. Stay at home. Right. So that's uh, that's our two cents. And uh, if you want to learn more about traffic, uh, we, we've been killing the articles with cool flash animations, haven't we? Oh, did this have one? It has a flash animation about a traffic wave. Cool. No brake bubble, though. I'm going to see about having somebody <laughs> add one of those. Coin you, the term, my friend. You can type uh, in traffic. I think it'll bring up a bunch of stuff in the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, which means it's time for listener questions. It's time for Facebook questions. Yes, as we said in uh, that other podcast on Quicksand, we took we post on Facebook, hey, give us some questions. We'll answer like 10 of them really quickly. We got 180 of them. That's crazy. In an hour. Uh, this comes from Chelsea. What's the most unusual thing you've ever eaten? Uh, uh, tripe, for me, which is intestines. Go ahead. What's yours? Um, I've had fried chicken hearts. I've had beef tongue. Yeah, I've uh, had tongue. My favorite is um, uh, bone marrow. Really? Highly, highly recommend. Anywhere you can find bone marrow, it, it, just eat it. The only place down here is uh, Rathbones, and it's okay. Yeah. yeah, but you go to Rathbuns, you got to get one of the steaks. No, not not Rathbuns steaks. Uh, regular Rathbuns. Rathbuns. Yeah, gotcha. strangely, it doesn't have bone marrow there. Hmm. But yes, uh, the, those weird stuff. All right, what, what do you got? <laughs> I got you questions right there. You want to read one? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, this one's from Jacob. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear, and Jacob hyphenates no one, which frankly I find like flourish nice. Yes. Except for a tape recorder, which absorbs the radiant vibrations and can later play them back as audible waves, did the tree really make a sound? The answer is yes. Hey. Yes. Uh, Kristen says, uh, where are Chris and Candace now? And who does the intro for the podcast? Chris Paulette is um, co-host of Tech Stuff now and has been for quite a while. He's made it. Hometown boy made good. Candace uh, Gibson Keener has uh, gotten married and she stepped out of the limelight to concentrate on just being an editor, but she's still here, sits right next to Josh. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roxanne does the intros for the podcast. She's our head of video. 
There you go. That is not Jerry. A lot of people think it's Jerry. Those are some comprehensive answers right there. Uh, Rachel says uh, she currently lives in Athens, GA. Go All dogs. Right. Uh, I'd love to hear more about your experience living here, where you hung out, your favorite bands to see, what other fond or not so fond memories you might have of Athens. She says we have quite a following there. Did you know that? No. I didn't either. My bar was Roadhouse. I hung out at Roadhouse all the time. I was a Georgia bar guy. Did you? Yes. And we should point out, though, that the Georgia bar, the Globe, and the Roadhouse made up the Barmuda Triangle. Yes. And you could access them all through the alley mm-hmm. to get to the next. You so most decidedly could. Quite often you would hop around, depending I, I on... I just stayed at Roadhouse. I hope Roadhouse is still there. It's got to be. Yeah, I th- it is. Uh, and then, of course, um, I always liked Wil- Wilson's Soul Food and Guthrie's, which, in yeah. my opinion is superior to Zaxby's, even though it's the same thing. Yeah, I was automatic for the people. Were you? Yeah, I lived right around the corner from there. So I can't I remember. What was the name of that restaurant? I went to Weaver D's, automatic for the people. Yes, that was good, too. I liked yeah. Wilson's because the owner walked around, and he's like four feet tall, and he shook hands with everybody. Right. Nice guy. Um, <laughs> and, of course, Harry Bissett's. I never went there. Oh, my God. That was a frat bar. You went there? I could go. It wasn't just the bar. Like The food was amazing. Oh, uh, was it? I put the food up against any in Atlanta. Euro rap. Man, I ate a lot of Euros in college. Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, good times. Kristen, no. Randy, who's the cat who won't cop out when there's danger all about? I think we both know. Shaft. Nice. Who's the cat that won't cop out? That's one of the lesser quoted lines from that song. Yeah. I've got one from Siobhan. How do your significant others feel about your legion of man crushes and equally strong lady crushes? Chuck, I wasn't aware that anyone had a crush on us, were you? I didn't know that. No? I've seen that before, but Emily thinks it's funny. Does she? Sure. Yeah. It is funny. Jeez, no, I'm not going anywhere. It is. I mean, if you, uh, if only people could see our stomachs. <laughs> so much hair and lint. Laura, how many emails do you get per podcast? We get about 300 a week. Laura? Alan, who put the bump in the bump, shabomp, shabomp? Um, the only reason I read that is because he's dressed as Millhouse in his picture. Nice. And uh, who was your most surprising celebrity fan? We've only got a few that we know of, and they're all surprising. Each one is more surprising than last. I've got one. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. There's a girl who stars in Secret Life of the American Teenager. Is she a fan of the show? She tweeted that she was on set, like, in between um, shooting and listening to stuff you should know. Huh. Yeah. John Hodgman? I was pretty knocked out by that. That's pretty cool. Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Will Wheaton? Yeah. Uh, Renee Zellweger? Aisha Tyler? Yes. And uh, the, uh, a couple of the Daily Show guys, Wyatt Sinek? Yeah. Joe Randazzo, the editor-in-chief of The Onion? It, in fact, if you are a celebrity that we did not mention, we would love to know that you listen to us. Yeah, because we're it just kind of thrilling. We're like, we're nobody. We're so when we hear slubs. that, we think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got one more. Pirates I'm out, are, she- Shelly says pirates are ninjas. Ninjas, clearly. Definitely. That's it. Okay. Chuck's given the... He's out. What's yes. that called in Vegas? Yeah, it's like when the dealer finishes their round or whatever. Yeah, there's got to be a name for it. If you know the name for that, we want to know. Uh, send it in an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff Works? Check out our blogs on the howstuffworks.com homepage. 
If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.